0: Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we focus on metals, mining, and more. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Today's show is dedicated to investors that wish to discern the value proposition for gold and mining companies and the U.S. economy. Specifically, we will address is gold finally exiting the five year bear cycle? And will a Trump administration restore the virtues of capitalism? Finally, what actions? you the investor need to take our guest is a regular commentator on the financial television networks cnbc bloomberg bnn and fox business and has been profiled by fortune as well as the financial times joining us today is the ceo and cio for u.s global investors i'm speaking of legendary investor frank holmes thank you for joining us today sir it's great to be with you yeah, Mr. Holmes, before we begin today's discussion, for first-time listeners,
1: please share, who is U.S. Global Investors? Well, we are a public company, the ticker is G-R-O-W, and we're based in San Antonio, Texas, and we had launched back in the 70s, the first no-load gold fund. In 1990, I moved down from Toronto with my family, and uh, started evolving U.S. global into beyond gold, so it's known for China, and tax-free, or near-term, short-term tax-free, has had decades of uh, superior performance, so that's what we're known for. But I've written about gold, and uh, we publish a weekly investor alert that goes out to about 40,000 people in 180 countries.
0: Now, Frank, respectively, you, along with your firm, U.S. Global Investors, are market movers with a proven, successful pedigree of understanding market dynamics before the market is able to digest the value proposition they present to investors. Investors want to hear your views on the U.S. economy and gold. Now, recently, you wrote two articles addressing these matters, aptly entitled New Year, New Models for Our Domestic Equity Fund, and ringing in the new year with a bullish case for gold, both of which can be found on your homepage, www.usfunds.com. Frank, with regards to the U.S. economy, you wrote in the New Year, New Models for Domestic Equity Fund, I enjoyed the reference you shared about uh, President Coolidge and the virtues he described about the U.S. economy. Are these the same virtues that you see in President Trump?
1: well yeah, trump is a very different character and, and bigger than life uh, and i think that the important part is he's ushering in uh, lower taxation uh, substantially less regulation uh, and that sort of american idea that's so important uh, of entrepreneurialism so I, I think that these are significant factors and we're seeing that sentiment show up Uh, PMI is very positive, that is a, we've published many times on the Purchasing Manufacturers Index, which is forward-looking, whereas GDP is looking behind, PMI is looking forward, and that's the most important factor, and there's a high correlation of rising PMI uh, that's correlated with rising oil prices and copper prices. And should
0: these virtues hold true long-term, does U.S. global investors have options for investors to participate?
1: We do and that we have funds that will participate in that growth uh, and I think the biggest thing is when we look at it, we have a global resource fund which will participate globally and includes energy uh, basic materials in addition to gold.
0: Now please share how your funds function respectively and the virtues of these domestic equity funds.
1: Well we're very very disciplined as a quant model and we recognize that the data mining and data management artificial intelligence is what's really driving the better performance so we go through a series which we wrote about of screens how we pick our stocks and how we reassess each quarter a very disciplined approach and then we back test those thoughts those factors those winning factors for how you look at companies Uh, we go back at 12, uh, 12 15 years of data
0: now switching gears let's discuss gold Please provide a brief narrative of your article New Year with a bullish case for gold.
1: Well, gold goes through these big cycles. and I wrote about it last year that we've gone through a big down cycle and odds favor the correction to rise. And that last year was the first big turn in that. And then we had a correction. And I think we're going to that second leg uh, for gold. Uh, and what's important to recognize for gold, there's two drivers. And I call them the fear trade and the love trade. And that love trade is the, the emotional giving that takes place in Asian India for wedding season, for graduation. Uh, this year in China is the year of the rooster, uh, the red rooster, so there's lots. If you go to Hong Kong and Singapore in the jewelry stores, you'll see 24 karat gold roosters uh, if you were born in the year of the rooster. That's the type of gifts they give. The other part which sort of resonates the most in our psychics here is the fear trade. And what drives the fear trade are negative real interest rates. And what are negative real interest rates? They reset every month with CPI numbers. So basically, what will the government pay you to attract you to invest in their government bonds and you deduct the CPI number that comes out? So if we go back 18 months ago, the CPI number, that is they were paying you a positive 200 basis points to buy a five-year government bond, now it's negative and anytime it goes negative gold rises anytime it's positive gold falls and it's not just in america it's in any country's currency but since we're the biggest gdp the biggest economy uh, the most su- uh, significant currency in the world this negative real interest rates to positive interest rates is what drives gold prices
0: You know, really resonated with me were your remarks about the mainstream media and their anti-gold stance. You know, Frank, for our listeners, uh, they understand that inflation is the expansion of our currency and that higher prices are the effects of inflation, which is juxtaposed to how Keynesians misuse the terms of inflation meaning higher prices. Now, you alluded to it just a second ago, but for first-time listeners, can you just make sure we can just clarify this here? Can you please share the difference between real and nominal interest rates as a number of investors have bonds in their 401ks, but they're not aware of the pernicious effects of inflation.
1: Well, the best metaphor and visual is the tip of an iceberg, uh, that 10% of it's floating and 90% is submerged under the water, and real interest rates are submerged. What people see at the bank is a nominal interest rate, and that what's underneath the hood, or underneath the water, is inflation. And that CPI number comes out every month. So it's a simple deduction. Uh, What what are they gonna offer you, Uh, it it resets every minute. You look at five year, 10 year, two year government bonds, deduct the CPI number, and that gives you a reflection. Are they paying you, offering you a positive rate of return above the inflationary rate, or a negative? Whenever it's negative, then you wanna have some real assets. And gold is the fourth most liquid asset in the world. And gold is real money. Now, as for the media that's so anti-gold, I always chuckle because the Federal Reserve has the highest, largest, greatest holding of gold in the world because they don't trust other countries' currencies, they trust gold. And I think it's just an important factor for investors to have a 10% weighting in gold. I've advocated a 5% in bullion or gold coins or beautiful gold jewelry and another 5% in quality gold stocks.
0: And speaking of that,
1: are you more excited right now about gold or gold mining companies? Gold mining companies. The the long drought from 2010 down to 2015, basically you saw many CEOs lose their jobs at the larger gold mining companies. They were destroyers of capital. The value per share was being destroyed with silly acquisitions, lots of financings. So I think there's a, a new management crew that's, that's taken place. And I think it's very much like the airline industry. The airline industry were also great destroyers of capital, and all of a sudden now with free cash flow, like the gold mining sector experienced last year, this free cash flow is showing up in rising dividends, uh, getting rid of any other assets that are not working for them. Even Barrick, which, which basically saw its production drop 10%, the stock was up 100% last year because it's focused on the growth on a per-share basis.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And Frank, as a client of US Global Investments, do I have access to the gold mining companies that have attracted your attention?
1: They are. We publish. We discuss them. You can go to the website at usfunds.com and take a look at our holdings. You can take a look at the pages we publish, our top 10 holdings every month, and every quarterly we list all of our holdings
0: and what would you like to share with investors that have not invested in physical precious metals
1: well earlier I talked about the um, two factors that drive gold the fear trade and the love trade the love trade is truly driven and it's interesting because it has a peak and it's usually Chinese New Year coming this weekend and we could get a softness in the gold markets and that would set the stage for a great buying opportunity that's what happened last year and away we go uh, in this growth cycle. I think that rates can rise, but I don't think they're gonna keep up with the inflation with the growth that Trump is proposing. Uh, I think it's very bullish. I think that investors should make sure they're balanced and they rebalance each year. That is a 10% weighting in gold, a probably a 30 to 40% in short-term bonds. We prefer munis because of the tax advantages and the higher yield, and then general equities.
0: Now, in reference to precious metals, We've discussed gold. Do you have any say with regards to silver and platinum
1: and palladium? We do. Uh, we own those in palladium. Uh, and at times we'll even go into the ETF of palladium or platinum uh, to get that exposure. What we're seeing is a South African company in is uh, buying the only North American palladium producer. Uh, there's a, And they've been buying platinum producers, so there's something significant happening in the platinum palladium market. So we would own Sabinier. All right. And last question What did I forget to ask? Well, I just think investors should subscribe to Investor Alert and Frank Talk. It's free, it's balanced. We publish every week what we like to call game film analysis. What were the three strengths that affected that asset class? What were the three weaknesses? And next week, what data points coming out next week, which could be an opportunity to that as, as a class, or could be a threat? Uh, I think we for your uh, listeners, uh, we've won something like eighty awards uh, on a competitive basis for our education, uh, and I think that that's the most important for investors to be balanced, to be engaged, to be really curious about how the dynamics of capitalism take place.
0: It's a wonderful resource, yes, it is. And last but not least, please visit our website www.provenandprobable.com. Through Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments, we offer gold, silver, platinum, and palladium, offshore storage, and safe deposit boxes, which are fully insured and secured by Brinks and self-directed IRAs. The website, again, is www.provenandprobable.com. Frank Holmes of U.S. Global Investors, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only